so um that's first corinthians 2 verse 6 let, let me just start again said however there is a wisdom that we speak that we continually speak when we are among the spiritually mature it's a wisdom that didn't originate in this present age nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being intro- dethroned instead we can continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from god hidden before now in a mystery it is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory none of the rulers of this present world understood it for if they had they never would have crucified the lord of shining glory this is why the scripture says things never be discovered or heard of before things beyond our ability to imagine these are the things that god has in store for all his lovers but god now unveils these profound realities to us by his spirit yes he has revealed to us to us his innermost heart and deepest mysteries through the holy spirit who constantly explore all things after all we can really see after all who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except that person's spirit so it is with god his thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit the spirit of god for we did not receive the spirit of this world system but the spirit which is of god so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us and we articulate these realities with the words impacted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom we join together spirit revealed truth with spirit revealed word someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelation of god's spirit for they make no sense to him he can't understand the revelation of the spirit because they only they, they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things and are subject to the scrutiny of no one but god for who has ever intimately known the mind of lord yahweh well enough to become his counselor christ has and we possess and we possess christ's word perception so you see this scripture is a very straightforward scripture now the unique thing i um, striking point about this scripture is verse 16 which says that we possess the mind of christ we have the mind of christ so you see now you know that the last time we talked and we were talking about manifesting transcendence and we tried to touch on different aspects of what we refer to as the transcendent life when when we try to touch about different aspects of of the realities of the spirits that 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 are within the life of god now one of that the, the the reality the scripture is pointing us to is the wisdom of of god which makes available to us things that the scripture also says are beyond what we can imagine he said things beyond our ability to imagine these are the many things that god has in store for all his love i said things never discovered or or heard of before so it means there are many things in god that we have not even heard of before many things yes the disciples experienced a lot of um, wonderful realities as they walked with god on the earth but there is still much more to who the person of of god is and that is the reason why the holy spirit was given to us to constantly remind us of these realities many of them are reviewed in scripture but as we begin to step deeper and deeper into the consciousness of who we are in in christ 
the Holy Spirit begins to reveal this truth to us because we possess God's Spirit. So, so the Spirit we have now is the Spirit of God. It's not just another type of Spirit or a Spirit that looks like God. No, it is the very Spirit of God. That was what was given to us at New Birth, which is the resurrection life that we have what received. So we possess the Spirit of Christ. Now that Spirit of Christ is able to search deep into the deep mysteries of God and unveil those things to us. Now, one of the ways we are able to step into the experience of what God has in store for us is through the process of what meditation. Now, now um, meditation, what does meditation help us to do? Meditation is just a spiritual practice. What it does is that it enables us to be able to pay attention to a certain truth or reality that the word of God is what trying to show us or demonstrate to us. So when we eventually begin to meditate upon what has been revealed, that is how we come into the experience of it. So if you go to the book of Romans chapter 10, when the, when the Bible was talking about how the act of faith works, it shows us how we can translate the word of God all the revelations of truths that we receive by the Spirit into our practical words experience. So if you go to uh, Romans chapter 10, he said, I'm starting from, 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 from verse 1. He said, My beloved brothers and, and sisters, the, the passionate desire of my heart and constant prayer to God is for my fellow Israelites to experience what salvation. For I know that, I'm reading from the, the Passion Trans- Translation. See, For I know that although they are deeply devoted to God, they are unenlightened and since they've ignored the righteousness that god gives wanting instead to be accepted by to god because of their own works they refuse to submit to god's faith righteousness now 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 what you see the the jews practicing here is what we refer to as what religion so religion is the attempt of man to please God or the attempt of man to become pleasing to, to God. Now, remember that the Jews, all through their lives, through the various practices that they were taught from birth, you get it now? So they had this mindset that they needed to do some things or they needed to, 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 to do some certain things in order to what? Please God. So all their life, they have lived that way. But Jesus Christ, when he came, Jesus Christ totally and completely satisfied God. Every desire, every need, he, he satisfied, well, it was satisfied in Christ. So that all those who now believe in him, God sees as what? Satisfied. So right now, as children of God, we are not striving to please God. You get it now? God is already pleased with us. Not because of anything that we can do of our own self. But God is pleased with us because of the sacrifice of another, which is what Jesus Christ. Now, if we had time, I, I would have shown you the exact scripture that, that um, said this that I just said now. That the reason why we are pleasing to God is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Or the reason why we are pleased to God is because of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So there is nothing we can do in our own self to please God. So that is the reason why justification... It's not by what we do. Justification is by believing in the work 
that another has done and in this case jesus christ so what jesus christ did was that because of the weakness of human flesh now when we're talking about the flesh we are talking about a condition of death it does not necessarily mean this physical what body now because of the consequence of the fall man fell into a spiritual state where it was very difficult for man in that state to fulfill the will of god so god tried tried using the old testament and men constantly what stumbled and they could not really live up to the standard of god so jesus christ came in the form of a um, um, in the form of that's the likeness of man and you get it now took upon himself that responsibility of satisfying the full um, standard of of god and because jesus christ did that and he took upon himself how uh, does the like him um, the, the way the book of romans chapter 8 we say that he took upon himself the likeness of sinful flesh or he took upon himself the the likeness or, or, or the frailty of humanity so so that once and for all god through that one sacrifice could condemn what and destroy the effect and the influence of sin so if we have time let's go to um let's try and read them um, romans chapter 8 starting from 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 verse 1 it will help it, it it will give us a better understanding of what christ has done and the victory that we have in christ jesus so you see so eventually jesus christ satisfied all of the demands of god and the reason why we are pleased in the sight of god today is because of what jesus christ has done so there is really nothing we can do in our seven the beginning of religion is when you choose to do something by your own self so what does god now require from us to do now is to believe in what christ has done so god says you are his righteousness god says you are what justified believe it and live based on that word thinking you get it and some people will say consciousness so live based on that thinking so don't be seeing yourself lesser than the way god have said you are you understand so that is one of the ways satan used to cheat a lot of us were believers he wants to tell us that we need to do something for ourselves and anytime you practice that principle that's what the bible refers to as works now works does not mean that uh, maybe you don't pray you just sit down no anything you are not doing out of the revelation of god's spirit or the revelation of truth that's what works is so whatever action you take that is not informed by truth or by the revealed word of god that's what works is so now the revealed word of god says i am the righteousness of god so if i am the righteousness of god and i believe that statement it means i begin to see myself as the righteousness of god when you begin to see yourself as the righteousness of god it begins to affect your attitude how you look at things how you behave because if i am righteous and i accept the fact that i am righteous there is no way i will partake in things that are what unrighteous you see it now so if i accept the fact that I, I am righteous and i know that part of the standard of righteousness is that you don't steal 
because I accept the truth that I am righteous, there is no way I will go and steal. So you see, so some people feel that when you teach about the subject of grace, that you are giving people license to sin. No, that is not true. You get it now? Because if you really understand what grace is, grace empowers people to live according to the life of God. That is why the Bible makes us understand that, that grace is the power of God. You get it now? It gives us the power and the ability to be able to live as we should live. You understand now? So, because it is very difficult for you to overcome sin or to deal with the issue of sin if you still have the consciousness or you still have the thinking that I am a sinner. Then you will think you need to do, you need to carry out an effort to become righteous. You get it now? But when you, when you, you understand that, yes, I am righteous because Jesus Christ, of what Jesus Christ has done, and you live with that consciousness and you accept that truth, that truth will begin to inform your actions. So that, 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 that is what it means for you to live from the revelation of God's truth. You see God's truth, you accept it, and you begin to pattern your life according to what the truth of God's word has said. So, and one of the tools that help us in achieving that is that when you begin our tools like what meditation and prayer. So, what does meditation do? Meditation helps, is, is a tool. It is not meditation that makes you to become, that makes you to become more spiritually advanced. No. It is what you use meditation, which is a tool to do, that eventually it empowers you to be able to carry out the things you want to work, carry out. So, you take the scriptures, just like the Bible says. Okay, let's read um, um, Romans chapter 10. Let's just, let just start from verse 3. He said, he said, he said, for I know that although from verse 2 for for i know that although they are deeply devoted to god you see this um israel they are deeply what be devoted to god they you see it, to god they are unenlightened and since they ignore the righteousness that god gives so to ignore the righteousness that god gives is to try to build your own righteousness by trying to tell god that you can meet up to his own standard without his help so, now said, and since they ignore the righteousness that God gives, wanting instead to be accepted, acceptable to God because of their own works. So, I've tried to explain what that means. It means anytime you try to act outside of the revelation of truth that has been revealed, that is your own works. So, he said, and, and they, they, they've refused to submit to God's faith righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, and because of him, God transferred his perfect righteousness to all who believe, you see. So, the reason why we are righteous is because God transferred it to us, not because of what we have done or what we could do in ourselves, but because of him, that is Jesus Christ, what Christ has done. So he said, and because of him, you see, God transferred his perfect righteousness to all who believe. Now, some Christians will say, okay, but in my personal words, experience, I am not living well. These are the kind of weaknesses I still have. With all these weaknesses, why should I accept the fact that I am 
God's righteousness. Now you see, that believer is, instead of him to accept the report of God, he is accepting the report of his own feelings and his own personal word experience. And he's exalting that personal experience above the truth or above the experience that God is saying, this is who you are. And that is what the Bible refers to as pride. When you begin to exalt your own opinion above the opinion of God. Now, humility is when you accept what God has said. That's what God sees as what? Humility. That's why the Bible makes us understand that the weapons of our world, they are not carnal, but they are mighty true God for the pulling down of strongholds, for the casting out of imagination and every high thing or proud thing. Some, um, um, the, the passion um, transition, we say arrogant attitude that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. So it means whatever thing that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God is what God refers to as what? Arrogant. You understand now? So when you say someone is proud, a person that is proud is somebody that does not accept the truth as God has said it and he feels he has a better truth than God. So you see, we don't know better than, than God. God is far, far infinitely wiser. And we, we are going through and, and the experience of becoming like God. So God sees all things. He knows all things. And God has seen that you are his perfect righteousness. It means that is what it is. It just, so when you now begin to experience something that is not consistent with what God has said, it means you are the one that is not experiencing because you have believed in wrong ideas, wrong thinking, you, thinking patterns or lies. Because that is the foundation upon which the, the enemy uses to, to deceive believers, number one, and also to make them to live lives that are not consistent with what God has said. So the question will now be, how do you now deal with and dethrone those lies? And that is where the word of God comes in. And that is where meditation what comes in. So, as you begin to, to use the word in meditation, to stare, you begin to shine the light of, of the word of God in your heart gateways or, or your heart. Your heart will start, will start taking the form of what the word of God is saying. And that will now start becoming your experience over time. So, you see, the way God transforms people or transforms a believer is first and foremost telling them this is the pedestal that you are in then that believer will begin to come gradually into the consciousness and into the agreement of what god has said and that will now begin to inform his experience of that truth so you see from the perspective of the world you must see before you believe that's how the world functions so so the only reason why the, the world will believe something is if they can see it first. Then they will not acknowledge that this thing exists. But in the kingdom of God, you believe and believing enables you to see. Then when you see, you will not obtain the promise that that particular reality of God's word or truth of God's word have, have revealed. So you see, so that's what Romans chapter 10 was trying to make us to understand that for Christ is the end of the law and because of him, God has transferred his perfect righteousness to all who believe. Verse 5. 
Moses wrote long ago about the need to obey every part of the law in order to be declared right with God. The one who obeys these things must always live by them. But we receive the faith righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. So you see, Paul here wants to give us an understanding of how the faith righteousness operates. He said, don't for a moment think, you see, you need to climb into heaven to find the Messiah and bring him down. You see, this, this is just like a parable talking about works. When you feel that before I will be saved or before I can obtain something from God, I need to climb into the heavens to do what? To find the, me, to, to the Messiah and bring him down. So you see, he's trying to use this scripture as a comparison for like a, a parable that reflects work. He said, or to descend into the underworld to bring him up from the dead. He said, but the faith righteousness we, we receive speak to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you. As close as close as your own heart beating in your chest and near and as near as the tongue in your mouth. He you say, and what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for what? Salvation. Now, when we talk about this revelation of faith for salvation, it's not just talking about new birth. It is the revelation of faith for salvation. That salvation means for you to experience salvation from the effect of death and corruption, which is based upon the principle of lies and delusion. So salvation means freedom. So it means this is how you become free using what? The principle of God's kingdom. Now he said, and, and what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for what salvation. He said, which is the message that we preach? He said, which is the message that we preach? That for if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience what salvation. So, so Paul used this as an example to illustrate how the faith righteousness works now who first declared jesus christ as lord it is god the 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 father that first declared him lord so how do sinners now become saved by believing in that truth and also confessing that truth with their mouth that jesus christ is what is lord now when they do that they become saved meaning that their spirit is enlightened and they they are now awakened to the consciousness of what of of god in the same way too, how do our soul become transformed? The way our soul become transformed too is by acknowledging the truth of God's word and begin to confess it over our own lives. When you begin to do that, what that thing does is that it exposes your heart to the truth and the revelation of God's word. And when you begin to bombard your heart with the truth, it transforms the substance of your heart which eventually will not translate into what your what natural what experience so and so this is the process that it takes so it will eventually not translate into your what natural what experience so you see as a child of god you cannot do without what confessing it is part of the div- how you get yourself transformed so that's why when you see sometimes and when we are here 
and we are praying the way we are praying. We are using scriptures. We are confessing the scriptures, the, saying the scriptures. He, what we are actually following is a spiritual word, principle. That is how we get to transform our lives. That is how we get to transform our world, inner being. So the transformation of God is from the inside out. So it means any challenge you have or maybe situation you are facing, circumstance you are, you are facing, all you need to do is to look for the truth concerning that situation. And the truth can be found in the word of God. You get it now? Now, when you begin to engage the reality of that truth, first and foremost, by understanding it, because you need to understand it, so you take time. That's why, as a believer, you cannot do without studying the scriptures to know. The Bible says that we should what, study to show ourselves what approved. When he said we should study, it's not talking about just ministers. Every believer has the job and the responsibility of taking time to study to know. And to show his or herself approved, a workman that needs not to be what ashamed. Because we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. So before we were saved, we are used to a certain pattern of lifestyle. It's like, for example, now, if somebody travels to, to, to the US now, it will take that person like two or three months to learn their culture there. You now learn that okay, this is the way they greet, this is the way they act, these is things you should not say. That is how it is too. Now, on account of the fall, man fell into darkness and man was now comfortable with the realm of darkness and he knew all of the things that, how to, how darkness works, how darkness works, operates. Now, the problem is we eventually leave that darkness because the Bible says that we've been translated out of the realm that is in darkness and into the, the, the realm of the son of his love, which is the kingdom of God or the kingdom of light, the kingdom of what? Righteousness. So we've been translated into that realm. So we are now in that realm of life and we are, that, we are now in that realm of truth. But we need to learn how to live in that realm. So when you learn the principle of how that realm works and you live, that is when you now begin to see the victories and the outshining of the glory and the light of God. You now start seeing miracles. You now start seeing possibilities happening. So one of the ways we do that is, like I said, is that we begin to take this way and we begin to confess. It's a principle. So, so believing and confession is a principle of the kingdom for transformation. Because how does the soul learn? The soul learns by learning. So you need to keep on reminding the soul because and begin to remind the soul, remind the soul, remind the soul until the soul accepts it. When the soul accepts it, that becomes your experience because where whatever direction the soul will move is where the body will move also because these are all what instruments that, that we have the they are instruments of of the human um, being the soul and and the body and the soul directly controls the what body so so when you begin to present your heart with that truth and it takes a process now another problem is that many believers they are not committed to the process it will take so they just do it for one or two days. They don't see uh, any result. They are what? Discouraged. Okay. L- let me use this example, for example. And now, there was, there was a time when I, I was looking for a job. Send different applications to different places. You get it now? But for some reason, I spent like three or, or, or four months at home. No job. I was just, just at home. Send application, yes. Send application, yes. Nothing was happening. So I took a particular scripture 
you get it now um some verses of scripture that i started with meditating on you get it now so i did that for close to like two months during that period every place i applied for they called me for what interview this was me trying to look for job for every place I, I applied for they called me for what interview then the hospital that i'm currently working in now i told myself that this is where i want to 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 work in so i now just put it in the place of prayer and the rest of it now to cut the whole long story short when they were taking people for for that um recruiting um, people I was initially told that they removed my name. After you did the story before now, they actually was removed my name. The CMB said that I was not experienced enough. <laughs> that was what the CMB said. And when that meeting, because I, I did not know that the meeting was what occurring. So, but there was somebody I knew that was also in the hospital to that was part of the meeting. Um, process now somebody in that same meeting just took it up and, and at that time eh, i had already come to a certain level of what conviction after taking the time to stay on the word of god for that two months that this thing must be so so before that time and i and i began to have a kind of nudge in my heart that i need to pray concerning this thing so i just followed the nudge then i now prayed only for the next day, the person now told, told, told me that it, was a, that it caused a deep-seated argument. And that was almost around the time that I was having that nudge to pray. That they've already removed my name before. Then one of the colleagues now said that why would they remove somebody's name they were interviewed. And during my interview, my interview was very funny because you get it now. So they, they, instead of them to ask me medical questions and all those things, we started talking about IT. Talking about programming, can you imagine? <laughs> because for me, because I have not been, because of the way the interview was, so I not really take the time to prepare medical knowledge and and and, and other things. So as I went in there, the first striking thing they just saw was that ah, your CV, the, the way it's looking, it's so looking so fine, and the rest of it. And I said ah, then they now saw some things there, some things I put in there. So and some of those people there, they were business people. So they were so interested in that, all those business, you know, all kind of business formats type of CV. So they were not just saying, before, you know, we now started discussing, we entered into discussion from there, we now entered programming until when my time was almost up. They now realized that they needed to ask me one question. They now asked me what is what? Malaria. <laughs> so. <laughs> How to treat a child with cerebral malaria. That one. It's like that's like a normal you get the picture now. So I just gave that stuff and that was it. So after that, so the woman was so impressed about the way I talked about IT, talking about programming, talking about all this stuff. And the hospital then they were trying they, they, they wanted to use an electronic health record, so they did not want to use the usual type of health records and, and, and the rest of them. So they really loved the idea that this person that is coming in also have some form of it stuff with um along the medical stuff too 
So that was how the whole process was. Then, other hospitals, after I've started working, about two or three others called me for interview. Some I refused some. Some I just went there to have fun. The man told me that, and that, where do I work? I said, I work in so-and-so hospital. When he saw the standard of the hospital and the standard of me, <laughs> yeah, I said, this guy, what, what I'm saying that in, I'm just thinking what the guy will be thinking that this guy must be a serious person. So you want to leave this nice place you are <laughs> to come here. But I just wanted to honor the word, the in, interview. So you see, even to today, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I, I think I should say this thing off record. <laughs> so let's read them a fish, um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians 5.22 So he said, And but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within us is divine love. So it's one fruit. In all its varied expression. So you see, when you see joy that overflows, that is love expressing itself. So love does not just express itself in kindness. When you see someone that is overflowing with joy, that is an expression of love. So it means if you say you have the love of God in your heart, you cannot but constantly overflow in joy. So you see, when you are not experiencing that, it means there is something wrong. It means it is not love that is what exhibiting itself. So some people just feel when you talk about love, it means between a man and a woman. Or when you talk about friendship, no. Love, he said, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expression. Then look at the varied expressions of love. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. He said, joy that overflows. You see? That is an expression of love. So when you see joy that overflows, it's an expression of love. It's love in manifestation. It's one of the ways love manifests itself. Love is in nature. It's a peace that subdues. So somebody can, 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 cannot be saying he has the love of God and you see the person in turmoil. One of the consequences of having love in your heart is that it releases a type of peace that subdues anything. That's why um, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that is the kind of peace it, it releases. And that peace keeps your heart and your mind by Christ Jesus. So it means nothing can shake you. Then another expression of love is patience that endures. Meaning that the love of God can endure patiently. You cannot... Um, I would like that you cannot um, exhaust the patience. So this is what love really is. So. All these things that people are saying they are looking for love, they are looking for love, this is what it is. It's just that Satan has released a lot of definition of what love is. So people don't really know what love is. But people know that there is something deeper, which is the God nature. That's what every human being longs for in their heart, which is love. But they, they are just confused about how they go about it. They find it in different things. Some they find it in different things. 
that the devil has said it is. You get it now? But they always get disappointed because at the end of the day, they don't get it. Because it's, it's, Satan will say, okay, this is an appearance. We give an appearance of something that looks like love. And eventually, when they engage in it, over time, they discover that this thing is not the real thing. You get it now? That's a kindness in action. You see it now? I mean that a kindness that is in action. They a life of virtue. And what does virtue mean? That's why it, that, this was one of the things that God struck me with that I, I, I told myself that I would never go late for work again. Virtue means conformity to that which is right. So it means if you are in an organization or you are in, in any place, the love of God in your heart as a, an expression of virtue commands you, or we like to do what command, or directs you to act according to that standard of rightness that has been set within that framework of that environment that you are in. So if, for example, now, you are in a government job, for example, now that says you are to resume eight, it means you should be there before eight. That is what virtue is. You understand now? It means that if, for example, now you, like in my line of job now, they say collect patients where you should do it well. You get it now? You should treat your patients well. You should do everything with the standard that that environment or that situation or that um, organization require for you to to do whatever thing they tell you to do. If you are not comfortable with it, it's better to live there. You get it now? But as long as you are there and you have agreed, you are to uphold that standard. That's what virtue is. Then you now say gentleness of heart. Then you talk about the strength of the spirit. That's an expression of love. For example, now let's say God tells you to engage. One, one of these ways this strength can manifest is in physical strength for your body. So when you see a healthy person, you get it now? Is an expression of love. So when you see health, life, it's an expression of the love nature. Strength, for example now, as a believer now, for example now, you need strength of the spirit to be able to stay sustained, let's say in prayer, in meditation. It is that nature of love that what? Releases that strength and ability to you. You get it now? It say never set the law above these qualities. For they are meant to be limitless. Sit now. So one of the ways God has been showing me that I can begin to build myself in the nature of love is that you begin to use all these things to go through the various gateways and faculties of your soul. A very simple way of doing that is that, for example, now, I'll send a, a prayer to the group. Let's say, for example, that you want your soul gateway to be transformed into righteousness, for example. Now, so, you talk about the various members of your body. Now, we, our body has various what, members, starting from the senses of our what, body to the faculties of our soul to the faculties of our spirit. Now, the sense of the body we know to be the sense of sight, smell, touch, taste, and um, hearing. Then, it's, then the faculties of the soul or the senses of the soul or... Some people will refer to as the gates of the soul is what the conscience, the reasoning, the imagination, the mind, the emotion, the will, the choice, the desire, faculty. So then you're not talking about the spirits. Like the way I'm cleansing, we list it. Revelation, 
reverence, faith, and fear of the Lord, worship, hope, intuition, prayer. Those are, those are the major, major faculty of it. So you, so you want a situation whereby you can develop your spiritual man to become grounded in love. One of the ways you can do it is that you can say, the love of God, first of all, my gates are gates of what? Righteousness. All of the members of my being are members of, the, of righteousness. Therefore, my eyes is framed and built in the righteousness of God. My, the sense of my hearing is framed and built in the righteousness of God. The sense of my thirst, the sense of my smell, the sense of my touch, these are the ways you do it in prayer, are framed and built in the righteousness of God. Therefore, my gates are the gates of righteousness. I just used one of the qualities of love, which is righteousness. Now, another quality of love is what? Truth. The, my, my eye gateway or my sense of sight is filled with truth. What I see and perceive are things that are true. You see it now? What I hear and I perceive are things that are true. I only hear, because see, what you are doing is what we call framing. As a child of God, and learn not to speak of the negative. One of the ways of dealing with warfare is that, you know that some, some believers, when they deal with warfare, they concentrate on the negative. For example, now instead of saying, I bind you demon of lies from my heart gateways. When you use that word there, eh? yes, yeah, so you may have some result if you have some certain level of knowledge. But a better way of saying it is that my heart gateway is filled with truth. Because a heart that is filled with truth will not have a demon of lie living there. A demon cannot stay in an environment of truth. So a way of displacing an evil influence is by calling the positive influence that you want to see in that a- area. So I, I, I don't need to be saying that that demon of, of fear, I bind you and I cast you. You are giving that demon too much power. Rather than, than you say that, I have the spirit of boldness. Boldness is flowing inside of me. I am always bold. You get it now? There is no fear in me. You get it now? I walk in boldness. For, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of his son. So I have the spirit of power. As you begin to declare that, you discover that what will happen. That fear will disappear. For example, now, I'll give you an, an experience I have. Now, there was somebody that was having mental or, 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 or oppression. Was having mental oppression. So this person said she watched a certain movie or she was she watched a certain program and after the, the program or the show she exposed herself to she saw that she could not sleep again. It was such a problem that the only way she could sleep was to take alcohol. Not drown as in alcohol. Then she not be taking this is a young lady, young lady, single lady, very young, just finished university. So the only way was for her to take a sleeping tablet with alcohol. And that is very terrible because, because of the other um, uh, what they call this uh, first pass and um, then metabolism. If you take alcohol with failure. It will exacerbate the effects because of all this um, cytochrome B450 and, and, and the rest of them. Get it now? It will exacerbate the effects and she can just sleep to a But that's really good. She was sleeping normally before. 
going to work normally. So, one day, I asked them to just pray together. Uh -huh. So, you know that the normal thing that most people want to do is that we just, ah, in the name of Jesus, it's a good thing that we work very well. Lay hands and be binding the demon. No, you don't need to. So, I just, okay, let's pray together. Let's meditate. So, we are meditating on. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, 7. That the peace of God. No, is it? Is it? It was not that scripture. I can't remember. I know we're talking about the peace of God. As far as I'm concerned, keep my heart and my mind by Christ. By by Christ. So they just meditated on me. So I thought that when we started the meditation, for some reason, because I I thought you were going to do it. For some reason. She will just be saying it, then she will just get to the place. So if it, 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 it look as if she cannot remember again, she will not be quoting the scripture wrongly. Follow me, just quote it. The peace of God keeps my heart and my mind. Simple syllable. You say, the peace of God keeps my heart and my mind. The peace, heart, mind. As if she was not in control of me. Or as if there was distortion. In the, in the flow of thoughts. I said, the peace of God, the spirit of God, guarantees my heart and my mind. Oh, she was not saying it. I said, don't do anything like that. So I was not saying that loud. Initially, I, I was just praying on my phone. I was not saying that loud. Then sometimes I will keep quiet and say, repeat the statement. She can't. She will just stay stuck. Then I asked her that then you just take like 30 minutes. Repeat after me. And she and then as I was, as I was, repeat me. That was not the same manifest. I'm going to say in the name of Jesus, you demonic influence get no. Because it's light. You get it now. It's the principle of light and dark. The Bible says that the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has never been able to work comprehend this. Appropriating or absorb it. Meaning that the, that any time you see darkness in manifestation, it's an, it's an absence of light. So because, because darkness in itself is emptiness. So all you need to do to displace darkness is to release light. So when eventually we started meditating on that truth, as the heat before you know, she could not stand again. That was when I had just looked that thing. And now, she's better. She actually can sleep well, and she does not need to to, to sleep and all this But it was a big problem for her. She should stay three, four days, she cannot sleep. She will not browse it for help she can take to sleep. <laughs> so you get it. So you see, so you see, just that principle. So what we are just doing there was just to affirm the truth. That the peace of God keeps your heart and your mind. So a demon that is not of peace, which is because it was a demon that was stopping her mind, saw that she don't be having excessive thoughts, so she cannot sleep again. That was what they called a psychiatric, they called it pressure drugs. So you need some certain drugs to suppress 
guy's mind. But within the suppressing the mind forever, and as a young girl, you should be tempted to be drunk forever. To get the picture, because if you start the drug, you will be dependent on you forever. So I now have to tell her that there are two things. You can be high and be doing also. There's no problem in my mind. But do you want to take it forever? So when we now did that practice together, that was how she did So you think wait, so wait, that's how you deal with the money influences. Rather than you framing them and say, I buy no, just look for the truth. Stay in that truth. You get it now? Let's say, for example, now you have a business, let's say that wouldn't be lying now, for example, now. Rather than that, you say you still demon of, of life I bind, you just say no. You can use this love nature, that the expression of divine love. One of the expressions of divine love is what is truth. I have the, the love of God that has been shared abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit to give to, to, to me. And because I have the love of God, I express truth always. Therefore, the words that come out from my mouth are truthful words. I speak the truth at all times. I speak truth. My thoughts are framed the truth. By the time you think about that, you discover that you'll be in a situation you want to realize something will hold your heart. To you as if you cannot see. Why? Because you just transform the, the gate of your mouth to a place of truth. So anything in life, you don't need to pass through there again. So that, that's how it is. Praise God. Hope we are blessed today. So we we'll end our discussion here.